Hey folks, Matt here, just uh, jumping in real quick to let you know before we start the episode proper. Uh, for this episode and the one that follows it, because this is a part one of a two-parter uh, with a very special guest, uh, I want to, because we kind of failed to do this inside the episode, so blanket spoiler alert. We're going to talk a lot, a lot of stories, we're going to talk about shows, some of them are old, some of them are new. If you're looking or you're super spoiler-averse, maybe this episode isn't for you. Um, I mean, you can kind of predict what we're about to talk about, because we usually say it, but spoiler alert for the whole episode and the next one. Seriously. Don't at me. Enjoy the show. Guys, hey guys, hey guys, look, um, we would really like them to have a baby together, but we'd rather it not be gay. How do we get there? How do we get there? We kill the wife? Okay, great. We'll kill the wife. That's a great idea. Accurate. Thank you. You are now tuned in to drink this podcast. Matt and Paul G. Chatting top quality. You know they always got a free talk policy. Guests speak honestly. No apology. Full spectrum from politics to comedy. Please listen responsibly. A few brew in, chance of animosity. A couple more brew when the crew getting wobbly. No matter this, the park place a podcast monopoly. Drink this podcast. Welcome to Drink This Podcast. We're an Edmonton-based podcast where we celebrate good drinks and good conversation. My name is Matt. Sitting with me today, as usual, is Paul. Say hello, Paul. Aloha. Uh, a couple of quick things before we uh, get to our guest at hand today. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcatcher, be it iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, I personally use Overcast. Uh, follow us on all social media that we happen to use, at DrinkThisPod. And don't forget, did I say rate and review? I said yes. rate and review. Excellent. Uh, don't forget to visit us at DrinkThisPod.com. Uh, because we were about to waste all our good material, we're diving right into this today. We're definitely mid-conversation. Yeah, we were. There was, there's no doubt about it. Everybody shut up. Or this is going to be the worst show ever. Matt sent me a death glare. We paused for a second, and then we did this. <laughs> uh, our guest today uh, is a man we've talked about having on this. Sh- we've had discussions about doing other things that yeah. never came to fruition with this gentleman before. And we're happy to have him on the show today to have a our very first paul written docket mm-hmm. uh he is the owner proprietor of variant edition comics right here in edmonton ladies and gentlemen welcome brandon chats thanks for co- joining us today friend absolutely very glad to be here um so i'm not gonna waste i, I like i feel like there's so much to get to and there's a lot that's going to take some time so i think we should dive right in um but paul and i have been having a conversation for the better part of a year now yes uh, yeah, I think we started around January. Um, that we've we've kind of laid this out many times on this show. So if you've been listening, you if you do listen to the show, you already know. And the short version is is that for a class project, Paul needed to interview somebody. Can I even say this was for a class project? Yeah, okay. that's fine. For a class project, Paul needed to interview somebody who has a different reading style than him. And being a comic book, re- a heavy comic books reader, I fit that bill. So we sat down and had this initial conversation. Then we thought, well, we should turn this into. A podcast episode and if i had done my research i would know what episode of my own show well i was just gonna say was. we did end up recreating the conversation yeah which showed well, up and in... I, I say that in heavy scare quotes because i think that was the one that we titled we don't listen anymore and, and neither, neither should, should you. you i think um, that was the one which was preceded <laughs> by the government is coming for you something so it's yeah. some of my favorite drink this pod material of all time so you think i know what episode that was i would have been like 40 something no no after that 60 something at best would it really yeah Okay. 
I this this I will actually be, don't listen to us anymore. <laughs> this will be episode seventy four. Oh wow! Dang. Yeah. Right. Well, in, yeah. In I mean, five years. As we're recording, we're like what three weeks out from our fifth anniversary of doing this. Matt and I don't listen anymore, and neither should you. Is episode sixty three? I think that's the one. The bam! I was right. <laughs> it is the one. Um, so if you want to go listen to episode sixty three, that's kind of the primer for what we're about to talk about today yeah uh, as i mentioned in the upfront this is paul this docket today was written entirely by paul and it's better than anything i've ever put in the <laughs> Google um, look at what happens when i'm actually not so just showing up and spouting off i'm gonna let paul introduce this what we're gonna tell call this at least between <laughs> ourselves is let's talk about stories or a conversation about stories um paul explain to us why we're gonna talk about stories today okay so um just operating on the assumption that if you're listening to this, you have not heard our previous attempt. And even if you did, we kind of outlined up. We were drunk when we started and that went off the rails that real fast. That show is a master of editing and you should totally <laughs> listen to it. Matt cut like an hour and a half out of that to make yep. it usable. <laughs> but yeah, so assuming you don't have any other framing for this, essentially we had, a, as Matt said, class project. Um, and it got me thinking about the way that I consume uh, entertainment and media and stories in particular, because I'm a really avid reader. Uh, this is the first time Brandon's ever been in my apartment and it took him like a solid 20 minutes to go through all my bookshelves. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's true. <laughs> I, I most of the time, like I'll read a book a day sometimes. Um, but I've never been a fan of audiobooks, and I've never quite been able to figure out why until quite recently. I, I think um, particularly because my, my parents are really avid consumers of audiobooks, books. Uh, and in the past year and a half or so, I've gotten really into watching a couple of uh, like Let's Play channels on YouTube, right. um, specifically like outside Xbox and Game Grumps. Uh, when they're doing Let's Play stuff, they don't have any face cam and they're not like it's essentially yeah, a podcast focused. over a video game. Right. Uh, and I, I love those. It's an uh, audio commentary for a video. Yeah, game. exactly. And uh, uh, I don't really listen to podcasts much. Um, I, it's something about having people talk at me. I also really don't like uh class like when i've been in in school i don't like being lectured at mm -hmm. uh not because i i'm not interested in the topic or whatever it's just I, there's only so much of somebody talking at me that i can really right. process and so when we were doing the original uh actual case study for my class uh it got me to thinking that like there are some really common threads throughout the kinds of audio uh storytelling that i or or content that i, right. I really don't care for uh and I was trying to analyze why. Uh, and that became really prominent this summer over uh, what ended up being a brief-lived show on Crack.com's YouTube channel where they flat out said, we're sitting down and video recording a podcast, right. but then we're just going to release the, the thing. So if I may. Yeah, please. Um, Paul, a co-host of a, of a five-year-old podcast, yeah. doesn't listen to podcasts. In fact, finds them objectionable. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. <laughs> It's just not your style of, not, of content. Yeah. Once in a blue intake. moon, if if there's like somebody right. that I'm interested in talking to people I like, I'll listen mm -hmm. to that. But but you've also found an interest in things like Let's Plays, yeah. uh, which is like, as we said, an audio commentary for a video game and this Cracked podcast, which I was really disappointed that we didn't record before they fucking canceled that And show. it was abruptly like I tweeted at the guy one week being like, hey, what's up with no new episode? And I guess a bunch of people did. And then a friend of mine saw that and shared something he'd said where he's like, no, we canceled it. Well, like, what was the name of the show? I'm sure they're still on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Excessive Pop Culture Disorder. It or was, no discussion. Sorry. It was uh, they're They're not evergreen by any means. No. But 
if you go if you've been paying attention to anything over the past year go and listen and watch some of their videos because there were some quite, really funny ones they're and funny and really interesting i enjoyed their takedown of the room yeah which is like i went to film school <laughs> and this rich fucker <laughs> thinks he can just come in here and make a movie uh we've discussed yeah. this before that matt yeah. and i share a love for mm. the show frazier and there was an episode of that where <laughs> the, the main host went on a 20 minute deep dive about frazier that nobody asked for and i he even says like he was joking about it in the episodes after that but even at the time he's like i'm sure everybody appreciated this like 20 minute digression on an hour and a half podcast about a show that's been off the air for 15 minutes (laughs) there's an entire uh, kevin smith and matt myra do a show called uh talk salad and scrambled eggs a fraser revisited um so let's here's my thought so paul kind of we've been having this ongoing conversation about storytelling and content and the way we take content and, and the types of media we engage with and how different paul and i are well and also in the ways in, sorry to no but, no finish yeah go but, ahead but also the ways in which they're kind of bleeding into each other yes yeah. totally um, because if you look at uh really big even groundbreakingly serialized shows in say like the 90s because mm-hmm. i i properly sat down and watched all of the x-files about two years ago mm-hmm. uh and like that was groundbreakingly serialized for the time. Yeah, but it's and a it's different not. kind of. It does not hold up. No, it's so nineties. That first season has like maybe five episodes out of twenty three that are related to their plot, and yeah, the rest of them are right. one offs. Okay, so what we're Paul has laid out a little roadmap for yes. us, and so the re, the reason Brandon is here is because Brandon is responsible for my taste in comic books. That's fair. Yeah, um, I met Brandon when he was working. Can we talk about yeah, this? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When he was ta- working at Wizards uh, is where I met Brandon because that's when I wanted to start reading comic books. They were the closest place to my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brandon was working there and Brandon and I would get in conversations about comic books. So a lot of the things I read are because Brandon's like, you should be reading this. Uh, and he's rarely wrong. What the hell is that? How to be the school bus. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, so, and Brandon, I think, has a lot of great takes. Uh, he also hosts a podcast, I'm sorry, we're kind of like, we got a lot to get to, so yeah, we're really it. throwing it together. But Brandon hosts a podcast called Dr. Hooch. Um, if you like Dr. Who, I'm told it's great. I- I'm not a Whovian, so I uh, I can't say one way or the other. Uh, but he, <laughs> By told it's great, I've told you it's fun. <laughs> that's, that's all I need to know. Does anybody pay you to do your podcast? No. There you go. Then yeah. all I need to know is that you think it's fun, Brandon. There you go. Um, and he also uh, hosts the na- newly revamped and soon to be regularly back Yeggs and Bacon. Absolutely. Uh, so if you want to hear some of Brandon's hot takes, you can get them there. And you write for a couple of publications. Uh, Comics Beat in particular. Uh, it's a it's a comic book industry site that uh, really where you can actually get comic book news and right. not sort of comic book show news. And you have your own blog as well for the store uh uh yeah there's we do some stuff at variant edition yep. uh but also uh most of the stuff you can find at uh submetropolitan.com okay uh and if so if you're curious about some of brandon's hot takes that's where you can find them and that's where you can figure out why he's here today because that's all yes. the proof you need um so we're gonna follow pa- paul's roadmap and we're gonna talk about stories we're just going to kind of see where this conversation we're going to do it as closely as we can because i did also write this like three months ago yeah and that's (laughs) that's cool there's stuff to be talked about here so uh part one let's talk television um and that was kind of where we were going a a minute ago with Mm -hmm. the whole like bleeding over of yes like one of the 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 big points that we were kind of getting out with that whole uh change in the way that serialized narrative storytelling happens is that pretty much all of the really like big 
TV shows are pretty heavily serialized yeah. these days. The yeah. most popular stuff. And that's been true for a while. Like the, the quote unquote golden era of television mm. with like Mad Men and The Sopranos, Sopranos. and all that. Uh, and, our, and by serialized, we mean a, an ongoing story if from you episode miss, to episode. If you were to miss like a month worth of tele- of the shows, you wouldn't know what was going yeah. on. Yeah. You um, need to be current. It's not like a sitcom, like a yeah. one and done. Okay. Uh, well, and even sitcoms have often started moving a little bit more towards that. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine would be a great example of that, where continuity is a thing. Mm-hmm. Very true. And uh, The Good Place in particular. Yeah. That's very You're watching heavily. That show? So, yeah. Do you have thoughts? I have many thoughts. Let's talk about those thoughts later. Yeah, we, that's in our docket, in fact. <laughs> uh, so the note that I've got is we're arguably living in an era of peak television. Yes. Um, anywhere you want, in any genre, you can probably find something, if not awesome, at least half decent to yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of those, as I say, seem to be operating on that idea of we're telling one long big story yeah. over however long we get. Um, and so one of the things that um, we kind of teased out in our, our original interview for this uh, was the the thought that maybe some of that is coming uh, because of the increasing prevalence of comics and mm-hmm. the mainstreaming of like serialized week to week or month to month stories being told in short format. Yeah. Uh, sort of like concurrent with the rise of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. I actually could ad- i would amend that cont- uh, that assertion slightly i would mm. say comics are are contributors because they're like both intellectual properties like they're things you can turn into multiple forms of content but also the storytelling medium is mm. uh, is an ongoing serialized story uh i would also argue that streaming uh comes mm. into that so well and i i the, the, the netflix drop basically. Yeah, yeah exactly so you can watch a show you can take in a show like like you don't even have to read it, watch it like a comic book anymore. You can read it like a novel. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like I find it interesting that we still call it TV. Yeah. Like what are we defining as TV now? Because most people like I, I, there are very few people I know who have cable, and if they do, it is for mm-hmm. like yeah, because they don't want to have to pirate something. So is TV something you watch at home? But it's not a feature length movie. It's like maybe a six hour miniseries. Well, like, and where is the borderline on that? Because if I've been watching like Game Grumps for a while, I will just say I'm watching TV because I'm watching it on YouTube mm-hmm. on my television, which is plugged into my Xbox. Weirdly, I think that television, the way that they're defining it in media right now, because there's there's a thinner and thinner line between television and movies, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, television happens more frequently, but is... Uh, I guess you could say serialized. Like a lot of it isn't your law and orders and your like whatever. Um, But it's, it's the format delivery. Like you can't even say it's, it's because it's shorter than an hour and a half. Because it might be Game of Thrones would be a good example of that recently where they're going like an hour and 20 minutes sometimes. Yeah. They're essentially, you're getting Game of Thrones movies. Yeah. I guarantee in the next season. Oh, every episode. At least two Game of Thrones movies. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. They only have six. I mean, which we're spoiling our load again, but, but uh, so I mean, like the question I wrote down in our, our notes for this was, what do we think about the state of television today? Yes. And mm-hmm. I think the kind of the, the core of the question we had was uh, kind of sort of the chicken and egg thing is it there has been a rise in uh, serialized narratives on television that has also corresponded with the, the mainstreaming of like quote unquote nerd culture. Mm-hmm. Right. But also um, there's been a, a real flip, whereas movies were the prestige format once upon a time, mm-hmm. and a movie star that ended up on a TV show... It has been. Your career was career. over. Yeah. And now there are people who are actively trying to go and be in prestige yep. television. Yeah. Uh, Why not? It's a weekly... Like, well, exactly, it's like, right? A, a, an ongoing even, gig. You're more prevalent, basically. Yeah, exactly. You're in their homes every <clears throat> fucking week, sometimes for 13 hours at a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, I, I think, if I'm remembering what my point was with that, is 
I think there is a good and a bad to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it really hard to miss anything, but it's also, it's not like it was in 1995 where unless you had a VHS and you had your timer right mm-hmm. and you, you knew something was coming, you'd watch it. Otherwise, well, shit out of luck. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's easier to get away with that. And I think Matt's quite right. This whole streaming thing has also been a, a big element in that because you can do that. If you miss last week's Game of Thrones, well, whatever. I recorded it on my PVR, so I'll yeah, exactly. watch it yeah. when I'm Or I have it on demand. Yeah. Um, um, so, like, yeah, I mean, that was my question. I think I think on the whole, it's a good thing. I am curious to do the roundtable to follow through on your top five, because I actually wrote things down. Okay. Um, was I the one that said top five? Yeah. Because I was just thinking, I have no idea what my top five are you right now, that. but what I, I did when I wrote top, it. What are everyone's top five shows that have aired new episodes in the past year or so? So I'm going to maybe go last on that because I... I I wrote things down. Matt, take it away. So I wrote BoJack Horseman, Black Mirror, Mm -hmm. uh, Game of Thrones was on my list, Mm -hmm. Jessica Jones, but that's like two years out. Can I still count that? And does that fit the notion of television? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Okay. Just because it's Uh, on a streaming platform. And did I say Bob's Burgers? You did not. Bob's Burgers. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bojack because it's a funny show about being mind-bogglingly, overwhelmingly depressed. Yeah, uh, and it it treats the subject matter with so much deference yet so much humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do. We're, we're working on an episode about that, so I won't yeah. linger. Uh, Black Mirror because if every show was the Twilight Zone, I'd be so much happier. Uh, Bob's Burgers because he's a good dad and his kids are well strange are well adjusted yep. uh, and nobody ha- like none of, none of that show is about anybody being an asshole yeah never uh, well like Hugo's an asshole but he's he's an antagonist in the show like exactly it's a wholesome show that's edgy funny uh, Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones if you if you are a regular listener of Drink This yeah, Podcast you've you heard us talk about Game of Thrones we've gone on. at this point uh, and I and I yeah, I picked Jessica Jones. I thought that was some of the best television to come out in the past. It's the best of the Marvel television. Yeah, Netflix. I'd agree to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, fight anybody that says otherwise. Um, I it's an interesting thought though because since I wrote the docket on this, uh, based on my following, like particularly Game Grumps, they actually did a TV show, a straight up sitcom um, mm. that they recorded for YouTube mm. Red, which is the premium thing and that's a whole whatever but that's youtube's move right now is to yeah. start doing like actual scripted but shows. that's not working is it i well I thought I, red was not they've started succeeding. they've started a li- well i only just heard about it uh and that's really because uh there's been uh, a couple of shows that have popped up that said they're branded as youtube red yeah but mm. really i literally just heard about it so is, has this been a thing apparently they've been like around a for a little years. while um i only just heard about it because i watched game grumps and they they like dan Harmon mm-hmm. produced their show like it's okay it's a show yeah i knew i knew about it when i was still with alley cat so okay like so it's a been a little ago. while um i only oh, just wow. heard about it over the summer but it's been i thought it was america only for the longest time like, i think it, only there are the still States. issues with that um mm. which is probably part of why we haven't heard about it up here yeah, because it's just yeah. not relevant um uh what whatever this is talked about it like over a year ago for sure but that that's like again on that blurring of lines because youtube by definition would not have mm. met the qual the criteria Fair, of yeah. television but if you've got a half hour scripted show involving people that have a track record of successful traditional like network television shows at what point does that line become crossed yeah it is very interesting that you know we what we consider television 
a television is an object. Yeah. And not a medium. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have a name for this medium. It's a separate. Really. It's, it's like an orange being orange they're, and also an orange. Yeah. They're, they're all motion pictures. Yeah. It is pictures in motion. Huh. Um, That's a really And the object is a television. Like, but colloquially, we all call it a television. Movie or a yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. A TV show. I'm going to go back just a half a step because yeah. I do want to get through the top five list. Yes. Absolutely. Because this is kind of reverting into our next. And I, I suspect this one might go a little long because yep. I'm, I'm looking okay at our timer hours. and I'm going, we're not going to get through nope. this next yeah, time. Nope. That's um, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make two episodes out of it. So I'm going to go back just a half a step and uh, pose this to Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you had a chance to look at this before. I'm bad because I, I skimmed it like two weeks ago and I didn't think to look at it again until you guys were doing our preamble. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But what are your, like, when I say uh, something that's aired, I mean, like, not a brand new show, obviously, but, yeah. like, something that has put out content. And let's say the last two years, too. The last couple of years. There's going to be a whole lot of overlap, honestly. Yeah. Um, Bojack Horseman, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I will say partially, like, a lot of a lot of what I end up saying is because it is very fresh in my mind. Yeah. Right. Bojack happened again recently. Yeah. <sighs> well, they put out a new season, like, what, two months ago? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Danik and I watched it in a couple of days. Right. Um, there's also a show that not a whole lot of people know about called You, Me, Her that is produced by AT&T for <laughs> Reasons? television, uh, direct TV in the States and places in Canada. Uh, apparently, AT&T does some very interesting stuff. But You, Me, Her is about a, uh, I believe they call it in the show, a thruple. It's like three people in oh, a yeah. relationship. Oh, I think I might have heard of this. It's huh. it's really good. Yeah. And is a very kind of frank discussion on like what relationships mean and all this kind of stuff yeah. in, in both more traditional senses and what it means broadly uh, in terms of things. And, and like uh, for a serialized program, like mm. really incredible. That's another thing that we burned through in mm-hmm. a very small right. span of time. Interesting. Uh, not unlike Bojack, I'd say a conversation that I'd argue is good that's happening in public. Absolutely, and uh, y- you know, like it's not something that I know a lot of people know about because I haven't really heard about it until I heard about it, mm. and then we just like went through it. It's amazing. Mm. Hmm. Um, it's called You Me Her. You Me Her. Yeah. Uh, so those two in particular, um, I I really do like the Good Place, partly because. Uh, when you get to sort of the end of the first little bit of that, you can, you can go back and it's hmm. pretty much airtight. Interesting. I've heard ableist critiques of it. And I could see that. Yeah. Um, my stance on most things in general is everything is problematic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is just three straight, uh, like three white bearded. Yeah. The, <laughs> damn it. I was going to make a joke about on white dudes <laughs> with beards yeah. say what? Well, no, that's. <laughs> Hot takes, right? It's 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 the joke that uh, actually a group of of white men is called a podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> I heard that. So yes, I, I do like that joke because it's accurate. Um, Can oh, we should put that on a t shirt? <laughs> we're we're getting off track. Yeah, sorry, sorry. That's, that's fair. That's fine. Um, we're at three, I think, for you. Yeah, Jessica Jones is yeah. another one that I really that we've really enjoyed and that one actually we had to take breaks from because me too yeah very intense like you can't well personally i could not binge that show no oh i i couldn't i actually i i had a really similar response to that 
uh, that I did stuff like Breaking Bad, where I didn't love that as much as most people I've spoken to did. But like I watched all but the last season of it or half okay, season yeah. or whatever. Um, but even the one season that I really did enjoy, yeah. I could get through about two episodes and it's like, I need a break. I need like a day or two off to yeah. just kind of like, I, I, I didn't, maybe it's cause I didn't identify at all with Walter yeah, after like the end of fair. season one. I'm yeah. like, I, I get it. You shouldn't though. No, Walter White's I, a bad person. I, I have comments on that for later, but, um, like I empathize with him to begin with. Yeah. Like when he goes and kicks that guy's ass for in the like very first episode for Absolutely. making fun of his crippled kid, I'm like, yeah. Pretty much everything after season one, I'm like, you're awful, and you're t- like, no. Um, remind me for this for later, Matt. But there was a, a interesting thing that uh, actually Dan Harmon said this week. <laughs> you remember um, when Dan Harmon used to be a problem? <laughs> um, <laughs> used to be. Yeah. So used to be the problem. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Matt and I have had some conversations off the air recently about Rick and Morty and Rick and Morty fans being terrible. Also going to be part of the BoJack <laughs> episode. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just say this yes. right now then. But there was an article I read that made uh, relation to this because McDonald's tried to jump on this whole sauce Sash thing. one. Sash so one. Entitled sash internet one. people lost their collective minds over not being able to get this. And there was a lot of things that popped the up from video Twitter. video on that. Oh, my God. It's, well, no. Bonkers. So there was one guy who has this comment being like, oh, well, you know, I'm considering suing them because they wasted my time, whatever. And then screenshotted next to him saying entitled whiny leftist progressives are just not able to tough it i'm like yeah. you didn't get your generic asian dipping sauce that you can literally buy in them. bulk you can uh, buy better szechuan but sauce Harmon, yeah. anything else notwithstanding he actually then was like fuck all of you you're not getting it yeah uh and you are ruining this for everybody else and fuck you for liking my show but the commentary was that there is a real subset of people who miss the point of shows like that, like Rick and Morty or Breaking Bad yeah. or even Mad Men where, or The Sopranos. The protagonist, you're not supposed to like him. So I he's think the, the depiction. He's of, the antagonist. It's, I it's think the same that, with The Punisher, basically, yeah. in comics. Like You're not supposed I, to identify with this guy, and if you do, that's a problem. Yep. I want to make the argument that Mad Men is the problem uh, because Don Draper is... Is cool. not a, is he's not a gangster. Yeah, he's he doesn't kill people for a living. He doesn't launder money. He doesn't. I guess he habitually breaks the law because he's a like identity thief or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he spoilers. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I meant to say like broad Gas. spectrum spoilers. <laughs> I'll put it up at the up front. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll jump in before the show. A broad spectrum spoilers from this point forward. Yeah. We're going to talk about a lot of shit. Uh, because Don Draper is a guy with a job and a wife and kids who doesn't have, like, cancer or deal drugs or yeah. he's just a guy. Draper's the problem. Um, yeah, no, absolutely a problem because that guy is kind of the worst. Uh, the show itself is great. Um, exactly. And that's and that's part of the discussion of the show, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, much to Paul's point, um, a lot of... We we default that the main character is the protagonist. Yes. Whereas sometimes they can be the antagonist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always boggled my mind when people would talk about what a bitch Skylar White was. Yeah. Your husband's a fucking. The woman who played her got fucking death. Yeah. The... For being a like c word. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, you're. She was basically trying to remain sane yeah. and figure out her life while this dude was doing very illegal and terrible things yeah. ruining people's lives yeah did we finish your top five i think we had one more oh wait there's yeah there's one more and it's kind of like a weird weird adjacent well i say adjacent it's not adjacent to anything it's just sort of like out of character basically uh the first 
five seasons specifically of Supernatural. Oh, because that was the end of that arc, and that show should have ended. Yes, and that is literally the moment that the creator said that I'm walking away from this show right now because that's what he had planned for it. He had five seasons worth of shows. People love that shit. Yeah, well, and I can understand why for the first five seasons because there was a very specific idea, and uh, it's actually something I wanted to talk about on the show in terms of serialization and in terms of television. Um, It's by far the most successful show that he's created. It's the one that's gone on the longest. What else is he responsible for? Um, there was a show on NBC that was about uh, the f- I can't re- remember it was called like Revolution or whatever I think it was called Revolution, but it was about the future and like some some shit had happened. Uh, the world had As ended. As tends and, to happen in the future. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, mm. there was like this small group of people that was uh, trying to uh, basically keep things together, but basically uh, things had regressed uh, a fair ways or whatever. It managed a couple seasons he left after the first one uh timeless is something that he's working on now or whatever and it almost got canceled out the first season but it actually continued on right um but uh supernatural is one that has gone on for now i believe 11 or 12 oh, more than i think they're into like 13. 13 it's yeah it's yeah and and doing really well for the station that it's on and i believe it's because of the formula that he concocted for it the rest of his things have been very specifically serialized Mm. and specifically serialized on network television but supernatural he came up with this formula of uh about a about a one to three ratio one of them is serialized mythology the other ones are sort of more one-offs x-files style monster of the week exactly and when you're building uh, for network television, which kind of demands this 22 episode structure, yeah, that's uh, why the Flash works and gr- exactly. it's the Buffy formula. And and you can rerun the randoms, right? Yeah. And so you can fill in that time. You can do whatever. And well, I guess wouldn't the X Files technically have kind of pioneered it in modern television? Exactly. I actually I have a comment for my thing. There is yeah. somebody that beat them to it. Really? That's Who? Right. Okay. Twin Peaks, their first season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Agreed. a good point. Yeah, but. Twin Peaks is going to be on my top five list, so I can talk about that <laughs> okay. in a minute. That's fair, and and so yeah, it's 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 this really brilliant format where there's important things, and then they start disguising random episodes mm-hmm. uh, as important things and important things as random episodes, and it just so you never know what you're kind of getting in the grab bag or whatever. Right. Um, one of the first episodes I saw, they. Uh, they went through television genres as part of a plot point, basically. And it's this really weird episode where they're a sitcom and the opening is basically like a full house style, like having a good time. (laughs) And like with their own, uh, a show that nobody at this table was alive to watch. Which show was that? Sorry. Uh, Laverne and Shirley. Oh Oh, no, maybe we, no, that's that's kind of the the We wouldn't have been conscious that of I was it going anyways. for. Yeah, exactly. If it existed in our lifetimes, <laughs> we're all like around thirty, so Yeah. I'm pretty sure none of us. That's kind of the the theme thing that I was going for because it it did sort of that like we have our own theme song yeah. uh sitcom episode. Starts out like that, goes into like Grey's Anatomy, goes into CSI, goes into whatever. It had to do with the plot. And it it was it was presented as sort of like this random funny episode and then like the last five minutes or ten minutes they're like oh here's how this applies to the season arc and you're like what are you doing right now (laughs) 
and that was what actually got the hooks into me so deep that I ended up watching the whole thing up to so that point. It, it was all. like season four, season five, or whatever. Right. And I only watched up to the end of well, I watched a few into season six, but the dude left, and you could tell there was an oh. ending that he had. And then they kept going. So since we're talking into spoilerific territory, I also yeah. really enjoyed the first five seasons of Supernatural. Yeah. Um, right. That literally ends with them defeating Satan. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the end of mm-hmm. season five. Lucifer comes. He's supposed to possess one of the brothers. I forget which. Sam. Yeah. Sam. Um, he, they, they beat him. Uh, one of them goes to hell. That's that. Like the arc is wrapped up. They literally build up to beating the devil. Right. And so then they keep they going. They tack on three minutes basically yeah. because they... They got renewed. The demands of, of yeah. And so I, I did watch, I think, all of season six, and it was so, like, very obviously, we need to come up with something. And then I've seen bits and pieces of some of the later seasons, and I've read some plot summaries, but it basically amounts to, let's come up with a villain for this season that we're going to beat. I've I've heard that uh, somewhere in eight, nine, ten-ish, there's mm. a couple seasons that are, like, really stellar, and that's who they had as a showrunner for those seasons. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's basically it does really well, and they are aware of their fan base and actually play very well with them. Would you say point. Supernatural yeah. is in your top five, Paul? No. What would be in well, your top it, five? It hasn't. I'm, no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's why I said the first five seasons. I'm just like, yeah, yeah this is this good is serialization. Um, yeah. I yeah, I have th- things I could say about that's fair. Their interactions with. Yeah. The, uh, sorry, I just need to toss this out there. The big problem that I have with them is that they're... <laughs> just, I just got to say. Well, no, this has been a, something I've seen some actually like really recent write-ups on, but um, Supernatural is really bad for queer baiting. Because uh, they... Very bad for queer baiting, uh, queer baiting and <clears throat> very bad for... What's queer baiting? Women dying yeah. all the time. Well, and also gay women dying all the time. Yeah. But no, okay, so queer baiting is like hinting at a queer relationship within something, but never actually delivering on there the payoff. Go. So yeah. like the big example is that, is that they have flirted with the idea of Dean being bi, but anytime this has actually come up within the show, it's jokingly laughed away. And if it gets brought up at like a convention, they've explicitly said, we will answer any questions except about sexuality of the characters. And like huh. the guy who plays him will like, no, we're not doing this. A really significant component of Supernatural's fan base is queer. Uh, yeah. and I think that's why that, that I, I have some issues. So they don't want but if the significant <clears throat> chunk of their fan base is queer, why is it hard for them to and come that's, out and just that's say the it? question. And that's it's it's one of those like we want to get it's like um with JK Rowling saying that Dumbledore was gay. That never came up in any of the narrative. I get that Rowling is herself like a pretty good person and yeah, I have I'm sure about that. I, I would be unsurprised if in her head Dumbledore always was gay, yeah. but you don't get points if you, unless you actually do it. Yeah, exactly. And so like I get that in Supernatural's case they do that because a lot of their audience is queer and they have a, a reputation as being like yeah. a progressive friendly show, but you don't get points for hinting no, at don't. something. No, you do and it or you don't. If, when you've been doing that for like 13 seasons, there comes a point where it's like, okay, you guys have a problem with one of your characters being openly queer then. So I don't know. It's just, it's a, I read an, an essay about this like a week ago. So it was accurate. And like, unfortunately <laughs> in, in a case like that, like it's on the CW. So yeah, yeah. they're not, shy about uh sexuality and sort of more modern ideas basically look at riverdale exactly yeah i unfortunately think that that is more of a actor specific thing i kind of think so too and you know that's very unfortunate um good on the show for keeping that under wraps yeah uh well particularly since uh, like jensen ackles has i the quote in the essay that i read was somebody trying to bring this up and him being like "Mm, no uh." This yeah. again, ha ha ha! No, 
and and so, like unfortunately he just really strikes me as that kind of guy matt has his hand up do we, we need to move on to my top five if supernatural is not on your top five, <laughs> what is in my top what five? is on your top five yeah, paul <laughs> okay going back to what we're i'm sorry uh, going back to what killing we're killing me smalls <laughs> uh so twin peaks uh i actually had not quite gotten around to watching the last two episodes of the return until this week so this is legitimately still fresh in my mind nice uh as weird as this is to say I am two seasons behind on Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, season two is... Okay, so... Yeah. For two reasons I have this in, particularly in the context of this conversation. Their very first season, which came out in like 1990. Yeah. It was eight episodes long. Um, I watched the full run of Twin Peaks, again, to, for the first time earlier this year in preparation for the return. Because right. I'd seen bits and pieces, and I like weird TV shows. Yeah, like, exactly. Weird fiction is my jam. Um, but I wanted to be like fresh. And uh, the first eight episodes are fucking tight, it, but for the difference in graphic quality and production, it could have been made this year. It is a, a one run-through narrative. Uh, it is a very particular story. It yep. was groundbreaking in 1990 because it was like an eight-hour movie. It's super weird, yeah. Uh, and that didn't exist at yeah. that point. And I would say this is on this so, list in this conversation for the season three yeah. because they did... I mean, it is still one... Lynch has said he views it as an 18-hour movie, but there is yeah. no real coherent plot. It meanders. Nothing happens for yeah. long stretches was, of time. They it, have, like, uh, there's a really big scene, like, episode five or something, where they have a cutback to the 1950s, and, like, a bug crawls into a woman's mouth, and it's like, is this where evil comes from? Never comes back. We're, damn it, I forgot what Fair, I was yeah. going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an entire episode that is almost without dialogue, that is one just, like, visual montage that has no real bearing on the plot. I would, like, it kind of does, but it also doesn't. And it's up to interpretation. And like, was it you that recommended the article to me where somebody wrote like before Twin Peaks came out, and somebody had written this long list of like, hey, everybody keep this in mind before Twin Peaks. And one mm-hmm. of the like major, damn it, I've done it three times. I'm, I hate listening to myself say like all the time. Mm. It's, I don't know if it's just me, but it's a terrible habit. Anywho, uh, the person who wrote the article's treatise was essentially. David Lynch is a way different person than he was in the 80s, yeah. and he's not less weird. No. <laughs> and he's not less upset about how nobody likes that he's weird. Uh, so everybody needs to be prepared for that when they watch Twin Peaks. I think the article that I sent you, we talked about that for sure, but the article that I sent you was, um, I think even maybe titled, Twin Peaks isn't the show that you remember it. Yeah. It isn't a fun, quirky little uh, riff no. on Americana. It was a dark show, and the whole point of that was it even in this idealized 1950s style small town America, the the prom queen was a coke addict who got murdered by a serial killer, and everybody was complicit. The and I I remember very specifically hearing that David Lynch and Mark Frost, Mark Frost yeah. never ever wanted to reveal nope. who the killer was. So in season two they do, and it was and pretty early into it, and, it was and because, that's because the network basically like, told them, yeah, you have to. Uh, the whole point of that was that that was just supposed to be the spark of the narrative that got Coop into Twin Peaks. That was it. Yeah. Um, and so there there are mysteries. Like, there's a lot that never gets wrapped up in the new one. And this was very clearly Lynch making the show he wanted to make. Like, this was the se- what the second season yeah. should have been. Uh, is and, this where evil comes from? Well, no. Like, the a particular. Like, it's... But I appreciate that because one of the, the analyses that I've read of this was saying... This has come out in an era where everything is hyper-serialized. Mm-hmm. Everything comes together. Everything gets wrapped up. And nothing did yeah and a lot of those those really hyper serialized stuff are building on the original run of twin peaks right. so what's af- what else after twin peaks what's- I, and that's what i'm trying to think of um, 
the expanse damn it the expanse would be pretty high up there because yeah. i really enjoyed the books and i think again just from a, a diversity on all levels um mm-hmm. i get I, like again, I, in our complete dichotomy of both loving science fiction but yes. completely separate realms of science fiction well so how um, are we friends <laughs> well we drank a lot that's true yeah that uh, helps the Expanse is written uh, by under under a pseudonym, like the books that these are based off of, uh, by two middle aged straight white guys. But they yeah. have done; they are very actively conscious of trying to uh, provide good representation in a realistic way. Uh, so, like, I think something like half to two thirds of the the people behind the scenes are either uh, people of color or women. Okay. And they they made a conscious effort to say yes, there is a greater representation of white people who are in the back end of things yeah. but that doesn't mean that just because there are theoretically maybe as qualified people we can't find right um and that that extends to their uh i mean everything I, the one book i've re- actually finished in the past month was the most recent one of those and one of uh the major background characters is genderqueer and it is never referred to it took me like a couple of chapters of this person showing up they mm-hmm. only got referred to as they Nobody calls attention to it. It's not a thing. They're just there. And that's the way to do it, too, yeah. because, yeah, the, that's that's a big problem right now is sort of the jazz hands around yeah. like gay or, you know, like <laughs> whatever, whatever is uh, because there's attention drawn to it. The idea is basically to be like normalized yeah. instead of don't uh, draw attention to it. It's just a yeah. thing. One of the other one of the, the actual like point of view characters is in a like nine person polyamorous marriage. And again, that's never, it's not a thing. It's just a like, oh yeah. And earlier in the yeah. series, um, there's a, a Protestant preacher who's a lesbian. And again, never drawn attention to. Is mm-hmm. it Boja? Spoiler alert. Spoiler fucking alert for Bojack. Isn't Bojack's sister raised by a nine man polyamorous group? Yeah, her dads. Yeah, her dads. There's nine of them, there's, right? There's enough of them. There's an absurd amount. <laughs> I of think bands. it's six. Is it only six? I think it's only six because you have to pay for voice actors. <laughs> yeah. No, because Pat Oswalt <laughs> is all over that show. You know they He's... get him for a song because he does like ten voices an episode. <laughs> he really does. Well, a lot of them do many episodes. The best being yeah. Neil McNeil, the Navy Seal. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, also, slight sidebar. Uh, I wish there were more people like. Paul F. Tompkins in the world. Just throwing mm. that out there. Uh, uh, why isn't he on your podcast? Because he's on all the other ones. Right. Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> I know you don't know me. <laughs> we know you're not listening, yeah. but this yeah. is an open invite if you ever want to take us up. Yeah. And I would he have probably Tompkins. will if he ever hears it. <laughs> I would have Paul F. Tompkins on the show in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I am realizing we're spending way more time on this first question that I meant us to, so you're I will good. try and... I'm going to try and speed this up, but, but I, as, I'm, as someone who's not part of this podcast, you're fine. <laughs> For tonight, you're part of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to, again, I don't have to edit this. There was there have been a couple of things that I've watched Amazing. this summer, but I, I can't remember whether or not they were new because I'm kind of blanking on what it is I've been watching. I was unemployed for like five and a half months, and I'm mm-hmm. now underemployed working you at a cafe for minimum wage. So. I'm <sighs> what about the Americans? That was one of them. Thank you. You're okay. Um, this is why we're friends. Yes. I, I've been trying to get, uh, sorry, background noise. Um, I've been trying to get Matt and, uh, to a lesser extent, Mia to watch uh, The Americans because uh, the first three seasons, I have mixed feelings. Or, well, the first season is kind of meh. Uh, season two is better, but the final like shots of season two were among some of the best 
like just non conversation. Yeah, it's a, a one long. Show. Have yeah. you watched the Americans? Um, I'm very far behind, but I have seen that. Okay, so the end of season two when they're arresting uh, Nina and there's a long slow walk out of the embassy. Absolutely. And I'm just like that was I I was kind of on the fence still because I think I was about two seasons in when I started watching it, and I got to that and I'm like no this is good TV. Yeah. And every season since has gotten better to the point where there was a long plot arc in I think season four. You you may not be that far yet. No. Uh, where the the man of the couple is like sort of seducing a teenager who's the same age as his daughter but like not in a sexual way exactly though she obviously wants to bone him because he's like 45 uh and like it was squicky enough that i actually had to take a break it was like this is you're not this isn't being done for the sake of like uh sensationalism and he is the whole plot arc is he's uncomfortable having to do this yeah and it was just it's really well put together tv um now the catch is you have to get through a couple seasons of eh. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to their, I think, last season coming up. Orphan Black. Yeah. See? There Look at how well I know <clears throat> this man. Yeah, I know. That's that's a good one. And um, I haven't seen any of Orphan Black. And that's a thing that we, uh, Danica and I really want to see. But that, uh, Danica's my wife, by the way. Because I, I that think was you said out of that earlier, but I'm not basically, sure. Um, but yeah, like. I've we've heard many amazing things. It's not readily available in Canada. What I would say, and I will keep this spoiler free if you haven't watched it yet, because I, I suspect, based on what you said, you probably will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, they did not have their end game in place when they started it. Mm. And they've never said as much, but having watched it from when the first season was airing to the end, they had no idea what they were doing with it. They had a cool... So, like, this is not a spoiler because it's yeah. literally the opening shot, but uh, there's a like, English scammer, like, con artist... It was in a train station in what is obviously supposed to be and is Toronto, but is yeah. never said. Weirdly, I've seen the opening shot Kay. for some reason, and, and but that's all I know about okay, it. Okay, so she sees a woman who is her identical twin step in front of a train. Yeah. And then she assumes her life initially for a short run, and then it turns into the plot arc of the first season, and then it's yeah. a whole thing. But like the big spoiler is that it's not a twin sister. She's a clone. Yeah. Um, And the first season was like a... a cop show basically and mm-hmm. it stops being that very quickly and then and i like i also know partially why that they, they didn't have the plan is it in i think season three uh what was a, a recurring character who was supposed to get killed off in like season one ended up becoming a male version of the clone line okay and he like he's in the opening credits so again yeah. not like i'm not i won't go any further than that but the all they've said the only reason that that character ended up becoming a thing was because they really liked ari miller mm-hmm. so they're like hey do you want to play like 20 others um and I, I guess my fifth would be the most recent season of Game of Thrones. But, like, as we've discussed at length on the air, I didn't love the first four seasons. So, yeah. like, as a whole, I don't... Yeah, I really enjoyed season seven, but I had a lot of concerns. It, like, it was too short. They needed another, yeah, like, five episodes. another five episodes. It's, this, it's the same argument I have about Sex and the City, is that if they had <laughs> taken that first movie and turned it into another season of the show, it would have been a really compelling story about maintaining a relationship over decades so, uh, and it really I have becomes seen a the shitty first two or three seasons of sex and the you City. haven't seen all six what is wrong with you i haven't seen anything we, other than an episode or two we have the box set because it was real cheap at an hmv yep when they were closing <laughs> a, a little bit before that oh, there you go. though because like yeah hbo once it's done they're like you just want to take this stuff yeah uh, yeah okay i'll do it <laughs> Um, um and Danica and Danica was like, I wanna see how much you also hate men. <laughs> and I was like, All right, let's do this. Because everyone on the show is awful. I'm gonna go back. I, it's not yeah. Game of Thrones, it's Brooklyn Nine Nine. There you go. Yes. 
I was thinking about that earlier. That was what I was trying to remember because I had like three okay. or four for sure. So oh, two so things good. need to happen right now. Yes. Uh, we need to get more beer. Yes. Uh, and we're going to move on to your next point, which yes. is about comic book narratives. So Brandon and I are going to talk about that for a minute while you, who are close to the fridge, yes. get the beer. Um, I do actually have a, a comment about why Brooklyn Nine-Nine is on that, though. Okay. Yeah, Quickly. absolutely. 30 uh, seconds. I'm going to take more than that because <laughs> fuck <laughs> you, Matt. Good. <laughs> it's so um, good. Fucking killing no, it's <laughs> representation. And again, casual representation. Yes. So uh, I've had this conversation point with- the point you <clears throat> already made? No, but- you guys all got to talk at length about your shows. <laughs> Why yeah. don't you go on forever? <laughs> uh, no, it's the... Like, even in 2017's conceptions of this, there are only two white guys in the main cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there Arguably are, less than that. Yeah, well, so there's there's two black people. Um, like, two black men, one of whom is gay. Like, not the actor, but the character. Yeah. Um, and also, again, like, it was a joke in the first episode that only the main character, like, only uh, Andy Samberg's character thought he was gay. Or well, no, sorry, it was er, he was the only one that didn't or something. Anyways, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. he's not he's not played up for jokes. It's a like he's a, a it's a fact. Yeah, basically. he's just gay. It's also something the Flash did that I really appreciated, where they reveal very casually mid se- mid through the second season that the police captain is gay, mm. that his partner is a man. Like they've been referencing his partner the whole time and never revealing that it's it's a man. Well, and like half the ca- main cast are women. Um, two mm-hmm. of them are Latinas, and yep. there's a story that a friend of mine told me that I didn't even know. But uh, the lady who plays Rosa had originally auditioned for Amy, and when she found out that uh, they had cast another, like Latina woman, she's like, Fuck. She's like I'm not going to get this role because yeah. they're never going to cast two women of color for the show. And then yeah. they did. <clears throat> um, and uh, something I found out this summer is that the, the woman that plays Rosa is also very openly bisexual. She is very bisexual. And yeah. She's also said in interviews this year that she'd be really okay with that being a storyline with Rosa and will be cool with that. And I could see B99 doing that. Absolutely. Which I think is super cool, even maybe in a polyamorous way, which would be nice to see more of on TV too. Um, well, and, and this is not really <laughs> a, a spoiler, but there's a couple of characters this season who talk about while uh, around a jail basically being like, uh, oh man, being in prison is, is terrible. And then one of the characters basically says like, Oh, but like, oh, the the trans people here, like, you know, like that's yeah. that's that's worse. And then the other person was like, oh yeah, no, that's absolutely terrible. And the guy that's agreeing with them no, is bad people. Yeah, but and it's not a joke. No, it's not supposed to be funny. It's basically like, no, this is actually a fact. And both a good person and a bad person realize it and don't say it in a funny way. Yeah, um, there, it's not the butt of the joke. And yeah. the, the other bit of this being that, I mean, obviously within our context right now, this is. Societally, an argument could be made on both sides of this, but if you want to look at, up until quite recently, the main character is also Jewish. Yep. Um, and we generally look at Jews as being white people. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does. Not everybody, but like this is, I, I worked for the Jewish community, I have some distant Jewish ancestry, so like this was a, a conversation that I was part of for a bit, uh, and that is a big one within the community, is, um, is that something that... Uh, like Jews, North American Jews as a greater community want to embrace, or is this yeah. not? And so I'm not going to dwell, but like there is, there is an argument to be made that there is only one white person yeah. in the main cast of a very successful sitcom. Yeah, uh, um, and I'm, I, I think that's great, and that, that was all I wanted to say about. It. I was just, I gave you three minutes when I said I'd give you thirty. You took, you literally <laughs> took three miles out of my inch. The next bullet point that Paul has here is uh, that him and I have talking, 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 have talking, have spoken, talking, have spoken at length about. Uh, on this show, in fact, how how this kind of happened and how tell- and we've talked about 
we've talking about we're it on this. We've been talking episode. about it a lot, yeah. We've been talking about it on this episode as we speak. Um, but he specifically wrote, what kind of role do we all see in the mainstream of long-running comic narratives? So I wanted to preface this discussion in a couple of ways, uh, or at least one anyway. Uh, the idea that I've heard kind of expose that comic books are perpetual second act, right? It's, it's always... Yeah the middle of the story because you know how it corporate comics anyways yeah sure exactly yeah exactly um you know how the story began and you know what's happening right Mm -hmm. now but if you knew the end the story would be over and the book would be done yeah so it's perpetual uh second act and i wanted to connect that to uh, and specifically to game of thrones to how we perceive a show that we have a, a known end date for or when a show ends uh, so I think that Game of Thrones is catching a lot of shit because it's about to be over. And everything that you projected on the ending of the of the story isn't necessarily paying off the way you wanted it to. So well, it's like the end of the Mass Effect so angry, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. No matter what you did with that. Mm. And like this is the there were a lot of complaints I had about Mass Effect 3. The ending was not one of them because no matter how much choice you're going to have in any yeah. kind of that when you have potentially three video games worth, plus all of the DLC of changes, you can't engineer a video game to have an ending that will reflect everything you want it to. It's just, it's not possible. No. And I feel like Game of Thrones kind of falls into the same thing, where there are a bunch of nerds out there, and I use the term somewhat lovingly, but also not. Because uh, <clears throat> fuck those people. Well, yeah. entitled people who are going to be mad no matter what you do, because it's not going to be the ending that they had in their head for it, and it's not going to be tailored specifically to them. This does not fit my fan fiction. Well, unfortunately, I I was outraged at the response that happened with Mass Effect Three, where like yeah. they got death threats and then they actually fucking changed it, but it like it hurt their brand. Yeah, Andromeda didn't do as well, and I wouldn't. I, apparently, there were some technical issues. I haven't played it yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if they put less effort into making the game because they were like, you know what, fuck this, we're going to make it, but like. Yeah, exactly. So let's also tie it to the next one, which is uh, a, a general ten general trend towards longer narratives, especially in genre fiction. Mm. Uh, multi-part series being impre- being common and expected, entitled yep. to a universe or a story, so much <clears throat> that they've tried to make a fucking monster mash universe for five years and fuck up every time you know what i would actually even go back not to draw on the same well but i know you and i have some uh, you in particular have some rage about this rick and morty fans oh my god no I and I, i'm wow. gonna bring this back because wow. there's some stuff that i've seen on youtube um doing like theories and i was watching them up to the season finale and there was apparently a really big group of people who were like ultra convinced that because evil morty showed up once that that was going to be the big like the whole last episode was going to be some intricate plot by yeah. him not even referenced nope because it's fucking Rick and Morty, and it'll maybe show up once next season. Yeah. Because it's not an, a long running plan. It's not. A, it's, it's a like, hey, what can we make funny? Well, and and the <laughs> idea that I've seen in a, in a lot of uh, articles, because I'm not really caught up on Rick and Morty at all, but so, I've, I've watched does, whatever. It's exactly, fine. I've watched enough to kind of know what the deal is. Um, it's it's <laughs> like it's basically gist. yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like the it's it's, it's the Szechuan. Uh, sauce thing it's this whole thing there's this whole intricate thing or whatever and the idea is it all ends up being about this and everyone's like oh well this means that it's a very uh very important thing and no the actual idea is none of this 
freaking matters. That was actually what I think is so funny about the Sichuan saucing is that everybody missed the, all of these people missed the joke because the he joke broke was up his daughter's marriage for fucking shitty McDonald's. Sauce. Well, the thing wasn't yeah. even that. It was that uh, Rick doesn't. Ha- his life is empty. There is nothing there. He's the smartest man in the universe, and he doesn't. He can't. That doesn't matter. It yeah. Nothing. Nothing makes him happy. So. He didn't even necessarily, like, want this fucking dipping sauce. It was just a, like, what's the stupidest thing we can have as a throwaway gag? Because the other creator apparently really liked the sauce. That was it. Yeah, it was It was literally a joke about that. Yeah. 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 It was an in-joke for the people that made the show. Yeah. Yeah. And It was this podcast in animated cartoon <laughs> <Yeah>. form. <laughs> At least yeah, they make themselves laugh. <laughs> you know what? It's It's the reason to do a podcast. If you're not... If it doesn't fulfill you, then why do it? Right? Yeah. Oh my god. That's Come it. back every week. That's it. <laughs> well, why do you think we'll do it? How are we still doing this? The only reason <laughs> is because we enjoy it. Yeah. Um So do we want to keep talking about how this manifests itself in the real world or we want to move on to other mediums? I think I'm I'm game to move on given we've Weird, been at this for a little while. I, weirdly I do want to talk about how while other media is discovering uh, the long serialized format. The comics is starting to limit it. Basically, it's going in the opposite direction. Basically, so okay. I, I remember. I, I thought of something while we had taken a break. Yeah. Um, I, Black Mirror was on my list, and my life would be like I said, my life would be awesome if there was more flash fiction in the world. And Black Mirror, I see, is sci-fi flash fiction. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Twilight Zone. Um, so I wanted to ask you about the difference in like there was there might have been a period where a comic book had like three had a main story and then a like a throwaway five page whatever right yeah. and they still kind of do it but now the sub story has an arc and it's ridiculous yeah exactly uh, but as somebody who enjoys comic books do you prefer the arc or would you prefer a like a Legends of the Dark Knight style book where you got like a twenty page Batman story once a month. Yeah, so it's really complicated because uh, the the ideas that endure, the uh, ideas that actually go along are finite. That's right. just pure and simple. Yeah, Watchmen will sell forever, basically. Yeah. Um, whether you like it or not. It's, <laughs> Do it's, you not like it? I'm, <laughs> I like it, but it's the, I think I've, I arrived at it way too late, basically, okay. whereas I saw the results of Watchmen. And yeah. so when I read Watchmen, I'm like, yeah, OK, whatever. Right. It doesn't ring as true for you because it wasn't it wasn't the first thing like that. You it read. didn't build it basically yeah. for me. It was built and then it went backwards. OK. Um, so I I see uh, there's there is uh, a lot more to the finite idea basically that that stands the test of time that's those are the things that sell forever even just uh on a crass level like i sell product yeah you know um, art as product exactly so the things that will actually sell forever for me are finite ideas they are not the ongoing narrative because the ongoing narrative especially the way that it's built now for comics um the new ideas here so that old thing doesn't matter um so the old things don't sell so it's only about the new thing the new right. thing the new thing perpetual second act exactly exactly so when you have this finite idea 
it can be serialized and that's and that's really good but you need the end point to it that's why vertigo does so well that's why a lot of things do so well um so so would it be the consensus of the table then that having an end game or an end point in mind is not a problem it's like, not a problem i would you actually have to do it yeah i think that the problem the problem that ends up becoming or what becomes a problem is when you don't and i think like mm-hmm. lost would be another good example of that where yeah for it like i never really were mad well i never watched lost but the thing was that i remember around like season four or something there was notoriously a ring of a a string of episodes where like nothing happened yeah and it was partially like they were doing it intentionally because they wanted the network to give them an end date yeah they're like we're just gonna like have we're just gonna jack off on screen for uh, until you guys actually are like here's when you can wrap this up but they didn't they didn't have a game plan same with over from black exactly and and lost is actually one of the first things that i remember specifically I know a lot about television despite not watching a whole lot of it mm. for whatever reason. I have no idea. It's something that I actually seek out. But Lost, uh, it's exactly what you're saying. They were dicking around quite deliberately mm. while in conversations with ABC to get a specific end date. Yeah. And you can tell the moment that they negotiate it properly because then episodes have a purpose. Yeah. Very suddenly, everything goes in a direction. Huh. What season does that identifiable? It's it's around four, but unfortunately, because they had a dick around before, right? It doesn't quite coalesce. Does the like smoke monster ever pay off? No. God damn and it! And again, because that's in the first chunk of it, right? Right. So before they meet the other group of survivors, ex- well, and even even then too, like you know, it's, it's I've seen up to the writer's strike. Okay, and it's. It's even after that. Well, okay. no, no, no. It's around then, but it's still. Um, so at that point in time, they come up with a game plan because they know they can. I feel like uh, that's there's sort of been a, a reverse trend in that uh, for shows that start off with like, here's a cool idea. How do mm-hmm. we play with it? And I'll, I'll say again, I think War From Black is a good example of that because uh, admittedly they had lower ratings. So it wasn't as though they were going to like it was a niche show on a niche network. So they're never going to push it like a, a hit for ABC. But yeah. Uh, it did really feel like they came up with a satisfying conclusion. It's just really obvious that they didn't, that wasn't the whole long game plan. And I feel like I would rather have that kind of show get shortened and actually like give them a deadline. Here is how long you have to tell your story. Um, and there's another yeah. actually sci-fi show. Uh, there were two that they've been running the past couple of seasons, dark matter and Killjoys, And they were both on the bubble and they ended up canceling dark <laughs> yeah. matter uh, after the cliffhanger at the end of this last season, but they gave Killjoys two more seasons. They're like, we're not going to renew you past that. Here's your end date. Tell your story. Yeah. And I think that show is getting worse every season, but I appreciate Brandon is making facial expressions and make me think he may disagree, but no, 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 I agree. <clears throat> okay. Uh, but I, I, I would, I appreciate that just as a, a consumer of something to be like, you have this long to tell your story. Yeah. So and even if it ends up being rushed. Yeah, absolutely. To tie that into other mediums. And I mean, podcast is the easy medium to dive into but i want to know what other mediums you had in mind um because there's i've noticed an uptick in narrative fiction in podcast format Mm -hmm. Um, most formats yeah but but i've noticed it specifically in podcasts there's less kind of radio i mean they're all kind of radio style but there's less public radio informative documentary style podcasting before we jump into this can i just ask how far into this are we an hour of actual show. So why don't we wrap up, call this the end of the episode, okay. and actually make it a two-parter. I was actually going to bring that up. 
because okay. like we have as this is two parts in the notes if we're at an hour let's just so when we come back we'll talk about narrative fiction on podcasting what else do we YouTube. want to YouTube. Uh, I, I do want to get back a little bit more into the Let's Play thing that we talked about in the intro. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Audiobooks, uh, that kind of thing. Basically, okay. other methods of storytelling that aren't words on a page or images. Well, no, not even that. Like, No more TV, no more comic books. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So you've had your TV and comic book <laughs> fix, folk, <laughs> folks. We're going to get a little more abstract an hour, too. We're going to get loopy. We're going Twin Peaks over here. <laughs> We're going to dig dig holes for eight minutes and nothing will ever come of it. Yep. Um, so <laughs> when we wrap up the show, we like to end with a little recommendation, something that we've been enjoying so much that we'd be sad when it's over. Uh, you got some, Brandon being a purveyor of, of stories and narratives, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be music. It could be like a place that you ate. <laughs> oh honestly uh, if we're talking things that i've been consuming lately it's usually just comic books okay basically. um uh, a comic book called redlands basically uh it's it's about basically a uh, group of witches who take over a small town in florida in uh i th- i want to say the 50s but i can't remember specifically in the first issue and they just uh keep on going to today it's very much about sort of modern ideas and i say modern ideas but basically about uh uh, gender equality and all this kind of stuff but uh writ sort of in sort of a more fantasy horror vein or whatever it's fascinating it's compelling um and i think it's one of the one of the more important books of uh this era cool Paul? Uh, I mean, anything I talked about earlier definitely would fall into that, but I've ended enough of these talking about Twin Peaks, so we're not going to do that. Um, oh I'm actually uh, going to go with the music route, which I don't usually do, but uh, there is a, a Scottish heavy metal band that went on tour with one of my favorite bands earlier this year, and uh, is the only reason I know of them that dropped a full-length album. Um, they're called Dune, spelt with a V. Uh, their band camp is uh, Songs of Arrakis, so it is obviously based off of the at least the first two EPs were based off of conceptually uh, Frank Herbert's Dune series. Um, this is their first like proper full length that they put out. It's about right. an hour. Uh, it's an its own ridiculous high concept, silly science fiction thing. But it's basically just like really good uh, post metal. I say with heavy scare quotes. It's like <laughs> it's a whole kind of genre, but it's like proggy metal with ambient and sludge and whatever but um i've listened to this like several hundred times in the couple months since it came out and it is still probably my most played album so i've i've promoted i've done some stuff on my personal twitter about them like just shout out because yeah. they're fucking awesome um yes. if you dig any of the things that i just talked about give them a, a listen sure. uh, i don't think they're super well known and they deserve a lot more fans i'm gonna uh pump up two pockets so i've started listening to more documentary style podcasts as i ramble about narrative fiction and podcast which we'll talk about like i say in for us in two minutes next time on drink this pod two weeks uh but i've been listening to two that i've that have really caught my interest one is called stuff you missed in history class which comes from the how stuff works network uh which is uh has been a really long-running show but a really interesting kind of different take on certain historical events or kind of an untold history about something they just did a a two-parter about or re-ran a two-parter about the building of the haunted mansion at disneyland which i found to be quite fascinating yeah it was really interesting uh and another one in the same vein is called uncivil which is like stuff you missed in history class but about the civil rights movement uh so i listened to one and like there's two episodes out and that's by a comp- 
pu- published by a company called Gimlet. Uh, they also do Crime Town and Homecoming, which is a narrative fiction story we can talk about in two minutes. Uh, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Uncivil and Stuff You Missed in History Class. They're uh, cool. Been, it, I'm looking for the the 20 to 40 minute show, and they fall in that category. Nice. Um, you can find us on the internet in a number of ways. Uh, on any social media at Drink This Pod, you can email us drinkthispod at gmail dot com, or visit us visit our website drinkthispod.com You can find me at Slingsbot. Uh, I'm at Igor Zarubo plug your store plug all of your right. socials everything oh they plugged all my socials no <laughs> uh, do it uh at soupy uh at soupy toaster personal that's, personal social media that's at, yeah that's soup as in the food the letter y and as though you have a toaster who is your son um and the store is variantedmonton.com uh that's where you'll get to a variant edition of the comic store in uh here in the city and uh yeah that's your brick and mortar store what's your address uh 10132 151st street here in edmonton cool and you can also go to dr hooch hmm. uh if you want to listen to your hoovian exactly if you want you the want to, version of this yeah people who are basically drinking and talking about dr who uh if you like Stephen Moffat, maybe not listen. But if you, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if you, as a Sherlock fan, I can also be upset about Stephen Moffat. I, I was just gonna say nobody listed Sherlock season four on their top five. They list. did not. Oh no! Sherlock Why? Season four What's is... going on? I haven't even seen it. Anyway, hey, uh, hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, look, um, we would really like them to have a baby together, but we'd rather it not be gay. How do we get there? How do we get there? We kill the wife. Okay, <laughs> great. We'll kill the wife. That's a great idea. <laughs> Accurate. Thank you. Um, <laughs> also, Submetropolitan. Submetropolitan.com. We don't have a Twitter account, but yeah, and that's the place you need to go to. But Variant Edition shares most of the Submet stuff. Absolutely. And yeah. Comics Beat. Uh, Comics Beat, yeah, you can go to basically at yeah, comicsbeat.com. And that's uh, if you. Uh, there's a, there's a column at the side. It has my name on it that says I'm a contributor. You click on that, you can see my articles. Nice. Thanks. Um, the man works, people. Mm-hmm. The man works. He pulls. Uh, mm-hmm. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, come back next in two weeks, and we'll pick up right where we left off. Uh, until then, I have been Matt. I'm Paul. I'm Brandon. And we will drink, drink with, with you, you again, again soon. Studios. Big old dicks. <laughs>